Hi, welcome to In Cahoots with Kelly and Savannah. I'm Kelly. And I'm Savannah. Are you interested in learning about conspiracy theories, but you're way too lazy to research them yourself? So are we, but we're very generous and we're here to do the work for you. So sit back, buckle up, and enjoy listening to everything from JFK's assassination to Demi Lovato's twin sister who's trapped in a basement. Morning, Vietnam. <laughs> Have you ever actually seen that movie? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I have. It's pretty good. Um, welcome to In Cahoots with Kelly and Savannah. I'm Savannah. I'm Kelly. And uh, this week, we've got a real a juicy story for you guys. Yes. Um, so this week, we are covering the life and assassination and all the conspiracies that are revolved around. John! I thought we were going to say it together. Oh, John, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, JFK. Um, yeah. So I was inspired by this topic by listening to a podcast called Time Suck, and his podcast is going to be a lot better than ours. So if you want something more well researched, so listen to him and not us. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot of information to cover and we did what we thought was important, but there is way more information than we're going to talk about. So if you really are interested, I'd suggest that podcast and just, you know, looking things up. Yeah, like we do. All the research we put into this. Okay. Kelly, what did, where, why, who? All right, I'll just say our sources. Okay. So we got um, some info from the White House and .gov. Um, you know it's official because it's .gov, mm-hmm. JFK Library, because apparently that exists, History.com, PBS, Sparknotes, <laughs> of a JFK biography, because we didn't actually read the whole thing, Medium.com, by Peter Prescar, Town and Country Magazine, <laughs> they really interested in JFK, apparently, Wikipedia, and USA Today. Yep. Okay, so we are going to start with his early life. So he was born May 29th in 1917. He was the second child of Joseph Sr. Kennedy and Rose Kennedy. He was born into a family of nine. They have four boys and five girls. So he was born into a very wealthy family. His dad made a lot of money from investments and the stock market. And it was said that by 1957, Joseph Sr.'s fortune was valued between $200 million and $400 million. So we're talking extreme wealth. They rich. Yeah. So he was not a very healthy baby. He had lots of illnesses. Um, he had the whooping cough, measles, chicken pox, and the scarlet fever. So, um, and throughout sucks. his life, he is kind of... Sorry. <laughs> what did you say? I just said, that sucks. <laughs> I, felt, I feel like you're taking pauses for, for me to comment. No, I'm just... But it's all just really terrible stuff, so all I just could say was, that sucks. <laughs> Um, wait, ready? <sighs> that Go was ahead. so disgusting. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so he had lots of ailments as a kid, and that uh, kind of affected his adult life as well. And that sucks. Yeah. So he moved to Boston as a child, and um, he came from an Irish Catholic family, and in Boston at the time there was a lot of prejudice against Catholics. So... A lot. <laughs> so hard for him. <laughs> a lot to overcome. Can't imagine being a 
straight white male in the 50s. <laughs> in a wealthy family. Suck so bad to be that rich. Um, but it's okay because they spent their summers in Cape Cod, so that really helped him through. Oh, I'm so glad he had that yeah. release from his everyday <laughs> troubles. So he had a very competitive family, and the, their father had very high expectations for the children. His dad often said, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. Did he actually come up with that phrase, or he just said it a lot? I don't know. It said he said it a lot. He probably didn't come up with it. That's a pretty common phrase. Yeah, I know. So he graduated from a Connecticut boarding school and went to Harvard in 1960, no, 1936. <laughs> so... um. JFK, known as Jack among his family and friends, played football at Harvard, but he ruptured a disc in his spine and was never the same. He always had back issues from this um, injury. Yikes. So, in 1939, um, instead of going to Harvard for a semester, he sailed around Europe, and this counted as a semester of school back then. I mean, I guess it's like study abroad? I guess. But in Europe, he slept with a lot of women. So, how do we know that? <laughs> it's just fact. <laughs> I mean, I, was, I, get, I feel like maybe all the women came out and were like, yeah, he, we had sex. But that's just a very interesting fact to be a fact, you know? I mean, he was a good-looking dude. Can't deny it. An Ameri- an a, ri- a rich American. I, another thing you can't deny. Yeah. So, during this um, sail around Europe, this heightened his interest in foreign politics. So, it kind of, you know, a little bit... Paved the way for his political career? Yeah, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing Bay of Pigs? (laughs) That's all I know about his foreign politics? Um, The Cuban Missile Crisis. That's, like, his biggest thing. Bay of Pigs. Is that the same thing? That's the same thing. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay, cool. (laughs) Um, So... Uh, World War II erupted right as Jack was finishing up college. He was I don't same- actually know if that's the same thing. I just assumed that it was the same thing, but I, I don't know. <laughs> just have to make I just feel Oh my god. Well, I'll look it up later and be like, that was not the same that thing. That is definitely two different huge political events. It could be the same thing. Events. Well, Bay of Pigs is in Cuba. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, World War II started happening when Jack was a senior at Harvard and um, soon after he graduated, he joined the Navy. So he was made a lieutenant and was assigned to the South Pacific. So he was in charge of a, um, a boat, a, a ship, out in the South Pacific. Um, and while he was out there, they had a major accident at sea when a Japanese destroyer hit them at full speed, mm-hmm. hit him and his crew. So Kennedy was slammed against the cockpit, re-injuring his already injured back. Um, and he, but he saved, ends up saving a bunch of their crew members and they all swam, like they survived for multiple days and were eventually found on a deserted island and he was given like a bunch of awards for this, um, and he was a total badass because he like saved so many people and even though he was also injured at the same time. I like that you wrote in your notes, aka he was a total badass. Like he totally was. He was a very brave man. He... I feel like Mission Impossible is based off of him. I... Like, I feel like that's the type of dude he is. Like, he is just the, the hot, like, h- hero of yeah. his own story. I feel like Tom Cruise is, like, a the poor man's... Jo- poor man's JFK? JFK. <laughs> yep. So, he was really close to his older brother, Joe. Um, they were always, you know, very competitive with each other, but unfortunately, his older brother, Joe, died in the war. Um, he was... His plane was shot down, I believe. He was a pilot in the Navy... Um, 
But Joe, uh, not Joe, Joseph Kennedy, their dad, was super obsessed with his with the oldest son going into politics. He thought Joe was going to become the first president, first Catholic president, not the first president. <laughs> um, so after Joe died, his dad really put a lot of pressure on Jack to become, you know, the next president, the next political person in the family. Um, and so then, uh, after the war ended, he ran for Congress in Massachusetts, which he won, and he served three terms on the House of Representatives and was elected to the U.S. Senate. At age 36, he married his wife, um, Jacqueline Bouvier? Bouvier? Yeah. So he was 36, and she was only 24 when they got married. I know. So in 1960, he was elected as the Democrat Party nominee, and he won, and he became the youngest president, man elected at president. He was only 43, and he was the first Catholic president. Nice one. Yep. Good job, JFK. So that's his life in a nutshell. Well, his early life. So some of, so JFK is very well known for all the affairs that he had as... A president as, you know, just being a married man. As a hottie. As a hottie. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to go into a few of his more um, well-known or scandalous affairs. So he has stated to have an affair with a woman named Inga Arvid, who was a Danish journalist and an actress, Jean Tierney. So before and after his presidency, he had affairs with Marilyn Monroe, allegedly. Mary Pinchot Meyer, his wife's friend, Mimi Alford, who was a White House intern, and his wife's press secretary, Pamela Turner. 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 So, um, reportedly, him and Monroe spent a weekend together in March 1962 at Bing Crosby's house. And there is some conspiracies that um, Marilyn was actually killed by the Kennedys, which that's a whole other conspiracy. We should cover that. Yeah. Yeah. Not in this one, though. No, there's too much. But that was a whole other thing. So, um, Kennedy believed that his friendly relationship with the press would help protect him um, from public revelations about his sex life. That's so shady. Yeah. So, apparently back, like, because right now, if, you know, Trump had, you know, a scandalous affair, that would be, like, big news. But back... Well, he did. Well, yes. (laughs) And it was. Yes. So, back in, like... You know, the 60s, it was very common for, like, men, especially men of high power, to have affairs, and it was just well-known, and no one really cared because everyone was doing it, so it wasn't interesting. Yeah. And now... It was just, like, not... It was like, yeah, everybody's doing this. Yeah, and nowadays, it's, like, something that could end your political career. Or not. I mean, or not. But (laughs) But I I see what you're saying. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, the, the Secret Service would help smuggle women in and out of the White House for him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, talk about bros. <laughs> so, um, I mentioned her before, but Mimi Alford, she was only 19 years old when she started at um, the White House as an intern. Four days into the job, JFK seduced her and took her virginity in the bedroom of his wife, Jackie. Man. Yeah. Some Catholic. Right? That, that, this, I just did not realize the extent of his unfaithfulness oh yeah and it is mind-blowing yep so um so then these women priscilla ware and jill cohen were hired 
to skinny dip with the president and accompany him on business trips abroad. So, like, these, these women were hired just to, like, pleasure him. That's called sex work. Yeah, okay. it is. Um, and the Secret Service gave them nicknames to hide the affair from Jackie Kennedy, even though she knew what was going on. Yeah, Jackie was so in the know, and she yeah. was just like, screw this, like, I don't need him, it's yeah. fine. Um, and the nickname of these women were Fiddle and Faddle. So That's they dumb! Fiddle Faddle! That's like Tweedledee and Tweedledum! <laughs> That's insulting. Um, he also had an affair with his dad's mistress. <laughs> so a woman may- named Marlene Dietrich was a famous Hollywood actress and a fashion icon. Um, and she had a long affair with JFK's father, Joe Kennedy. Um, and apparently the Kennedys were notorious womanizers, and Joseph also had a lot of affairs, probably showing his sons that it's totally okay. Oh, yeah, it's so, setting an example. She was later asked about sex with JFK and was told, and she said that it was so quick she barely remembered the details. Oh, yikes. <laughs> he had a lot to do by running a country. He was like, I gotta get this done. Ew. Um... So, like we said, Jackie Kennedy knew about all the affairs, and she basically just accepted them because she knew that Kennedy would always come back to her. Yeah, because, can you imagine the scandal if they divorced? Yeah. Like, that would be, a, that's crazy that them divorcing would be a bigger scandal than him just sleeping yeah. with every woman on the but planet. But if I was her, I wouldn't want to touch him, because, no, he's touched all these other women. They and probably like, didn't touch. Yeah. Well, they had kids, but that's, besides that. Yeah, that's true. Bringing back all these diseases. Uh, yeah, I wonder if he. I wonder if he did yeah. like spread a lot of STDs. Wouldn't be surprised. So, after all that good juicy stuff, now we're going to get into the boring parts of his presidency. <laughs> um, as we said, I don't know if we actually said this, but he was thirty fifth president of the United States. Uh, he was only in office from nineteen sixty one to nineteen sixty three. Um, youngest man ever. Elected to office, 43 years old, first Catholic. Um, So he ran against uh, Republican candidate Richard Nixon, and he won the popular vote by a narrow margin. Um, And fun fact, he, his and Nixon's debates were the first ever televised um, presidential That's amazing. Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, So his inaugural address included the very memorable quote, Ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Is that good? Yeah. Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on I it. can honestly understand why he had so many affairs, because that voice. Uh, it kind of annoys me. I love his voice. Nah, no, I, I love know. it. Um, so, some of his presidential platforms and promises during his term included his economic programs, which launched the country on its longest sustained expansion since World War II. He outlined a plan to stop the spread of communism. In fact, he pledged that the American people would, quote, pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and success of liberty. Um, He took vigorous action towards civil rights. He launched the Peace Corps. And he laid plans for a massive assault on persisting pockets of privation and poverty before he died. Didn't really get to realize those dreams, though. Mm Mm-mm. Um, so early in his presidency, in fact, just three months after his inauguration, Kennedy approved the Bay of Pigs invasion. Um, so under the Eisenhower administration before him, the CIA had prepared a plan for the invasion of Cuba, which was communist. Um, Cuban exiles covertly trained and armed by the United States was, would attack Cuba's coast at the Bay of Pigs. Um, and intelligence analysts believed that the Cuban people would rise up in support of the invaders and ultimately topple Fidel Castro, their dictator. So on April 17th, 1961, 1,400 CIA-trained Cuban exiles were sent to the Bay of Pigs in Cuba to spur a rebellion. 
Um, but the mission failed, and nearly all the exiles were either captured or killed, and the United States' involvement in Cuba came out, and um, it was ironic just because Kennedy, <laughs> the, the purported defender of freedom and democracy, had been caught meddling and interfering with the internal affairs of a sovereign nation. Um, and perhaps even more significantly, he had failed to provide American air support for the invaders, and the Bay of Pigs was a fiasco for his administration. Mm. Um, he accepted responsibility publicly, but privately he blamed the CIA. Um, and, you know, who was the head of the CIA? Actually, yeah, 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 you know he was, was. What? It was Alan. It was Alan! Our friend! Our, I wouldn't say our friend. Frenemy, our frenemy. Our frenemy, Alan Dulles. Um, and he really, and he actually, um, ended up resigning after that. This is, also, this is not the same thing as the Cuban Missile Crisis. Is it not really? No. That's so embarrassing. Did you talk, are you going to talk about the Cuban Missile Crisis? No. Okay. So the Cuban Missile- Wait, I'm not done. Okay. Uh, uh, I'll be done in a second. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. Um, so anyway, Dulles resigns, he's humiliated, then he kills all the birds. Just kidding. I don't know when that happened. Um, shortly- The birds are already dead. Yeah, they're already, they're already dead at this point. So shortly after that, the Soviets made a play for Berlin, and Kennedy replied by reinforcing the Berlin garrison and increasing the nation's military strength, um, including new efforts in outer space. Confronted by this reaction, Moscow, after the erection of the Berlin Wall, relaxed its pressure in Central Europe. Tensions weren't as high. Um, In July of 1963, Kennedy won his greatest foreign affairs victory when Khrushchev? 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 agreed to join him and Britain's Prime Minister Harold Macmillan in signing a nuclear test ban treaty. Um, But in Southeast Asia, Kennedy's desire to curb the spread of communism led him to escalate U.S. involvement in the conflict in Vietnam, even as privately he expressed his dismay over the situation. Kelly, why don't you take it away and talk about something that you actually know about, and you're not just reading from a screen, the Cuban Missile Crisis. So, I mean, this is what I remember, but basically the Cuban Missile Crisis was... um, we were in, like, a five-day standoff, like, a, a significant amount of time with Cuba, and we were basically, like, waiting to see who would nuke each other, and it was, like, super stressful. Everyone was really scared because whoever was going to nuke the other, it was going to basically launch World War Three and basically wipe out, you know, that country. Not the whole country, but... they wipe could, out a lot of it. We could probably wipe out Cuba. They could have wiped out Florida, Florida. <laughs> for sure, at least. So, and, and you know Florida would be the first to yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. And basically his administration was pressuring him to send the first nuke, but he was like, no, I'm not going to. And then Cuba never did either. So it was a huge victory for him and nice. um, prevented World War, probably World War Three from happening. Good job, Kennedy. Yeah. So, so I think that also contributes to... This, the, his, uh, the government not being super happy with him because they really wanted him to nuke Cuba. Well, yeah, so he, he already blames the CIA for Bay of Pigs invasion mm-hmm. failure, but publicly takes the blame because he's a real bro. Mm-hmm. And then, Yeah, he really, like, that was such a bro move. It really was a bro move. Yeah. Um, and then, he, it's it's very admirable when a president can, like, fall on his own soul, sword yeah. and just take the blame. Yeah. Even if he didn't really do it. Yeah. Because um, the, the public doesn't care if the CIA did it. Like, no. It's, it's still the administration's yeah. fault. Yeah. Um, and then the CIA doesn't think he's hard enough on communism. Does he, he? They want him to nuke the commies, and he doesn't. Yeah. And uh, it's not looking too good for old Fitzgerald. <laughs> His name is Jack. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's talk a little bit about his assassination and what quote unquote really happened. But we don't really know if it really. We really don't know. Like, we don't really know. What no. Happened. 
I thought we knew, but we don't really no, know. No, we don't know. So we are going to try something a little different. So I'm going to cover one potential, like, theory. The and, widely accepted yeah, truth theory. And Savannah's going to talk about the other one, and I guess we'll kind of just, like... Yeah, I think they'll pick up on it. Okay, cool. Okay. I probably didn't need to explain, but I felt like it was this big change that we're doing. No one will notice. Really <laughs> okay, so from the JFK Library, so it's like his official website, this is what is said to have happened. This is what is like publicly believed or whatever. So on November 21st, 1963, Kennedy flew to Texas to give a bunch of political speeches. The next day on November 22nd, his car drove slowly, passing cheering crowds in Dallas, and he was shot. A few hours later, Lee Harvey Oswald was charged with the murder. And then on November 2nd, or sorry, he was died on November 2nd. On November 24th, a man named Jack Ruby shot and kills Oswald, Oswald, thus silencing the only person who could have offered more information about the assassination. Did he kill Oswald in prison? I think... They were transporting him to or from someplace, and he shot him. And he was a civilian, not a member of law enforcement. Yes, he was just, like, a guy who was, was pretty really pissed upset. off that he killed yeah. the president. And so then he was charged in arrest and yes. What a dumbass. I know. It makes me so mad, because if he hadn't have done that, yeah, things would, we would know things. We would know things, and we don't know anything. So, in 2013, Gallup Poll surveyed Americans and found that 61% of Americans believe that other people besides Oswald were involved in the shooting. Uh, Okay, so a little bit about Oswald. He was believed to be pro-communist and had radical tendencies, um, including uh, defending Russia. I guess, yeah, he was pro-commie. He was believed to be a Marxist and... uh, Yeah, so, but later, as he was arrested, Oswald claimed to have been innocent, denying all charges and even declaring to the reporters that he was, quote, just a patsy. Yeah, there's a lot of people who believe that he didn't even do anything and that he was just a distraction. Yeah. So, um, the main belief besides, so the main belief that it was, some like a shooter who did it, I guess, not the government. Yeah. Does that make sense? The, that Oswald did it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, but it was believed that there was a second shooter. Because he had a lot of bullet wounds. Like, he was shot many times. Yes. And from different angles. Apparently. Allegedly. Okay, so um, JFK's vice president, who became president after his assassination, assembled the Warren Commission, which was um, a commission that investigated what happened. LBJ. That was his vice president? LBJ, yes. That stands for Lyndon Beatrice Johnson. (laughs) I don't know what the B stands for. The B stands for B and that's all. (laughs) Or whatever. The D stands for... The B stands for that bitch. (laughs) Um, So the commission ignored testimony of seven eyewitnesses who said that they saw smoke in the vicinity of the grassy knoll at the time of the assassination. So um, Oswald was in a building that was near the road and there was believed that there was a second shooter on a grassy knoll area which was also near um the car okay so there were seven eyewitnesses who saw that they saw smoke in the vicinity of the grassy knoll and also smelled gunpowder 
Uh, the research report that witnesses captured the assassination via video or film had their film confiscated by the police and other authorities. So a man named Gordon Arnold said that um, his film was taken by two policemen after the assassination and was never given back. Ooh, spooky. Mm-hmm. But there was one film that's like yeah obviously because you can see it on youtube yeah. and i would not recommend looking it up it's very traumatizing yes it is so a researcher named robert groden said that in 1979 that four autop- autopsy photographs showing the back of Kennedy's head was forged to hide a wound that was fired from a second gunman so according to groden a photograph of the cadaver's head was inserted over another depicting a large exit wound which mm, believed to be a second shooter mm. So, the film that we were talking about, there was this film called The Zapruder Film that was the best available photographic evidence of what um, happened in the limousine, all the shots. But over time, people believed that this was also forgery. So, in 1996, the Assassination Records Review Board asked Kodak engineer Roland Zavada to undertake a thorough technical study of the film and he concluded that there was no detectable evidence of manipulation or alteration. So that film is believed to be accurate. So Dallas District Attorney Henry Wade told the press that a weapon was found in the book depository. It was a 7.65 Mauser which I don't know anything about guns, so... Sounds like a tiny one. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) but the uh, Warren Commission, which was, you know, the official presidential investigation, um, found that the shots that killed Kennedy were fired from a Italian 6.5 millimeter Manlicher Carano rifle, which was owned by Oswald. And, okay, so this is when we get into the bullets. Tell me about the bullets, Kelly. Yes. So, the Warren Commission believed that there were three bullets fired at the, the president's car. One of the three bullets missed the vehicle entirely. Another bullet hit Kennedy. And this bullet, it had mind of its own. It passed through the body of Kennedy in the back of his neck, exited his throat, struck Governor Connolly in the back, exited the governor's chest, shattered his right wrist, and then implanted itself in the governor's left thigh. Holy crap. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know if we mentioned this or not, but Kennedy was in the car along with his wife, Jackie, um, Governor Connolly of Texas, and Governor Connolly's wife as well. So there's four in the car. Yeah. And if you watch the Zapruder film, well, first of all, don't. (laughs) But if you do, it's very traumatizing. And you can see, like, as soon as he gets shot, it's very obvious. There's a lot of blood. And then Jackie, like, crawls to the back of the car like she's climbing over the back because it's a convertible Convertible. obviously Mm -hmm. um and like you can and it's kind of like interesting because you're like what is she doing there's a secret service man who like runs up and kind of seems like maybe she's trying to like get to the secret service guy but i've also heard that um she was reaching to grab some of the brain matter that flew off of his head when he was shot yeah to collect his I mean, it, when you're in that situation, you're just it's, so in shock. It's like a shock yeah. Yeah, reaction. Yeah. So, so, so awful to think about. Yeah. So, that bullet, the second bullet, which, you know, just went through everyone, apparently, is known as the, quote, single bullet theory or the magic bullet. And then there uh, was- Isn't that a- also the name of a type of blender? 
the magic, the magic bullet? bullet? I think it is. <laughs> um, and then there was the third bullet that was the fatal shot to his head, and that was when his brain matter exploded. That was the third bullet that hit yeah. him. Or that was shot, not hit. We interrupt this amazing podcast to bring you a word from our sponsors. As you know, we don't have sponsors, so um, Savannah's going to read an ad that I made up. Savannah? Hey, you anti-social nerds. Are you tired of random-ass boomers talking to you when you're at the gym, the grocery store, or any other people-infested place? Well, there is now a solution to that. Introducing the brand-new patent-pending product, Fake Headphones. (laughs) This product looks, feels, and acts just like headphones, but they don't actually work. It's just for show. So next time someone tries to stop you to ask where your kick-ass heelys are from, you can just ignore them and not feel guilty. You add headphones in. This product is pretty useless since you could just use actual headphones, but I use my college tuition money to start this company, and my mom is going to be pretty mad when she finds out, so please buy the product. Order your first pair of fake headphones now on uselesscraft.org. Ooh, .org. That's yeah. official. Nice. We only have official sponsors up in here. <laughs> So some claim that this bullet, the magic bullet that went through Kennedy, through the governor, was missing too little mass to account for the total weight of bullet fragments later found in the doctors who operated Connolly at the hospital. So he, Connolly was injured, but he did not die. So those who made this claim included um, Dr. Robert Shaw, as well as Kennedy's two autopsy researchers. So... In 1993, when Governor Connolly died of a, don't know if it was natural, but he died later. Not because of the Not because of the assassination. The Assassination Archives and Research Center wanted to um, take his body and try to exhume the bullet fragment that had still been left in him. And that, that this would have been able to prove if there was a single gunman or not, based on, I guess, how the bullet entered his body or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, they had no legal right to do so and had to get the permission of Connolly's family, which they refused. Ooh. So, which, like, I don't blame them, but also I want to know. But why, what would be the point of not letting them do it? I don't know. I feel like emotionally that's hard. Yeah, I can see that. But I, I feel like that would be worth it. Yeah. A bystander at the scene of the at the scene of the assassination, Mary Mormon, said on a TV interview that immediately after the assassination, there were three or four shots close together, and that shots were still being fired after the fatal headshot. So there, are potentially more than just the three gunshots. Mm. And on the day of the assassination, um, Nellie Connolly, who was the governor's wife and he was seated next to her husband, said that she believed that her husband was hit by a separate bullet than the two that hit Kennedy. Ooh. So that there wasn't a quote-unquote magic bullet that went through Kennedy into the governor. I mean, that would be really crazy. Yeah. If it just swerved But also, if the gun exited through Kennedy's neck, he was probably dead anyway. So it wouldn't be, like, the fatal gunshot that killed him. No, I yeah, I think that probably would have killed him. Yeah. So, like I said, people believe that there were a lot of, there was not a lot, there was a lot of people who believed that there was a second shooter on the grassy knoll. Um, In March 1965, a man named Harold Feldman wrote that there were 121 witnesses to the assassination in the Warren report that was, that was listed in the report. 51 of whom indicated that there were, that the shots that killed Kennedy came from the grassy knoll. 
and 32 said that the shots came from the Texas School Book Depository, which is the building that Harvey, that Lee Harvey Oswald was believed to be mm. in. So, there's also a conspiracy that there was another shooter at the Dow Tex building, which was located across the street from the building that Lee Harvey Oswald was in. So, according to a man named L. Fletcher Prouty, the position and location of a man who was injured from one of the bullet fragments, James Taug, was not consistent with the trajectory of a missed shot from the school depository, leaving Prouty to theorize that this man, James Taug, was hit by a bullet that was shot from the Dell Tex building. Mm. Which I didn't realize that there were people injured that weren't in the car. Neither did I. That bystanders, you know, got injured. That's is, crazy. Yeah. So film and photographic evidence of the assassination have led viewers to draw so many different conclusions about where the shots originated. Um, another one is the way pre- the president's head moved when he was shot. So when the shots were fired, the president's head and upper torso moved backward, indicating that someone was shot from the right. But some state that the film shows that the head was shot by two bullets simultaneously, one from the rear and other one from the right. Mm-hmm. Some, like a really bad version of this, the Pruder film, it looks like his driver turns around and shoots him. Yeah, there is a so theory of that too. That's a theory as well. So there's also lots of like dispute about whether the rifle could be fired that quickly the gun that lee harvey oswald was using oh to shoot that many to rounds shoot so that quickly. many and so accurately yeah and everyone also was saying no one could be that accurate blah 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 the army infantry weapon evaluation branch <laughs> tested the gun that was that oswald was believed to have used um they tested the rifle 47 times and found that the rifle was quite accurate okay. so Basically, that they believe this gun could have actually done what people claim it does. Yeah. And it was, um, I guess, Lee Harvey Oswald was in the Marines in the war, and that in his military records, he was qualified as a sharpshooter in 1960 or 1956. This record shows that um, Oswald had the capability of being super accurate, and also his gun had the capability of firing really fast. Hmm. So there's another conspiracy that the second gunman was... T- that there was a second gunman that was backed up by Cuba, so that Cuba was intervening in this assassination. I could see it. Yeah. So Oswald was, quote-unquote, framed as a communist. It's still really debated whether he was actually a communist or not. Um, and so the conspiracy um, that he shot um, Kennedy was a cover-up to prevent a repeat of the Cuban Missile Crisis because if there was this really second shooter from Cuba the public would be crying to have revenge on Cuba and would basically potentially mm. wa- launch World War Three or a nuclear war. So there is um, belief that the government knew that the second shooter was from Cuba but covered it up because they didn't want mm. there to be a World War Three. <laughs> also, the House of Representatives is kind of partially to blame for how long this theory has endured because... In 1976, the Select Committee on Assassinations reinvestigated JFK's killing and MLK's assassination and concluded that there was probably a second shooter on the grassy knoll. Um, But then in 1982, another committee examined the evidence. Um, The National Academy of Sciences Committee on Ballistic Acoustics found that reliable acoustic data does not support a conclusion that there was a second gunman. So... Kind of sounds like there could have been a second gunman. It's like, it's just like really who knows because everything you read is just different. Yeah, it all contradicts each other. Yeah. 
Okay, so obviously there's been lots of studies. The latest one that I could find was in 2018, conducted by a man named Nicholas Nally. He's a senior researcher scientist. Oh my gosh. I cannot talk today. Scientist for IMSG, Inc. He created a model of the mechanics of the gunshot itself and explained where the bullet may have come from. So Nall's model took things into consideration like mass and speed of the bullet and the measurements of the bullet into account. He combined that information with the shutter speed of the film that documented the shooting. And the model calculated how the bullet would have acted if it entered Kennedy's skull from behind. So Nally's theory confirmed that, well, he said it confirmed that it is unlikely that the president was shot from the grassy knoll, which was in front of him. And Nally says, quote, the president's reaction just after the projectile impact were physically consistent with the gunshot wound caused by high-energy Carcano military rifle bullet fired from the vicinity of the Texas School Book Depository. So based um, on his model, now thinks that the theory of a second shooter and that the president being shot by hollow point or soft bullets were unlikely. Um, not only were such bullets never recovered, he writes, but the movement of Kennedy's head were only consistent with the shot from the back. So this model is, so Nally claims that this model is unique and therefore the most accurate, blah, 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 because it focuses on the forward motion of the president's head when he was shot. And this is the only model that does this. So that's why this would be quote unquote new information. Mm. So, Nally says, quote, The Zapruder film shows President Kennedy being shot from behind and not in the infamous grassy knoll. In corroboration with the official autopsy findings, there is, that's the only, quote, smoking gun in the film. Good pun. Good pun. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I think there's a second shooter. <laughs> is that what you believe? I, I think it's highly, I think it's entirely possible. Like, what do you think happened, though? It was Ted Cruz's dad. <laughs> well, why don't you talk about that? Okay, well, um, well, I'll cover a couple other ones first, because there are, besides the, like, government being behind it, there's some wild ones. So, one is the Umbrella Man, so, um, in the Zapruder film, which was taken, it's called that because it was taken by a man named Abe Zapruder. He just happened to grab his camera and was like, I'm just gonna film the president. And That's actually amazing. Caught his assassination! Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so in the footage, you can see a mysterious man raising a black umbrella into the air. Um, and some people believe he was giving a signal to the shooter, but others believe that he shot a poison dart from the umbrella. Now, I don't think a poison dart could have done the same damage that a bullet from a rifle could. So I don't think that's true. Are you sure? (laughs) And it turned out that the man was Louis Stephen Witt, and he said he just wanted to heckle the president because he didn't like him. Why would raising an umbrella heckle the president? I don't know. Be, like, creepy? Which, like, he got a lot more heckled than that, so (laughs) jokes on him. Um, Some think the mob did it, so um, because Kennedy was unsuccessful in overthrowing Castro, um, the mafia-run casinos remained shut down, and Kennedy's brother, Robert Kennedy, was cracking down on the mob in his role as attorney general, pursuing a case against Jimmy Hoffa, a big mob boss, and um, his brother, Robert Kennedy, after he died, one of his theories was that the mob did it. One of uh, Robert Robert's Kennedy's. theories? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so my favorite is that Ted Cruz's dad did it, um, <laughs> which comes from our current president, <laughs> Trump. So during the 2016 presidential election, Trump implied that his fellow Republican candidate, Ted Cruz's father, was a known associate of Lee Harvey Oswald. 
He said, his father was with Lee Harvey Oswald prior to Oswald being, you know, shot. (laughs) He said in a Fox News interview. I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. What is this, right? Prior to his being shot. And nobody even brings it up. I mean, they don't even talk about that. That was reported. And nobody talks about it. No one talks about the fact that Ted Cruz's dad knew Lee Harvey Oswald? Yeah. Why are we talking about it, Kelly? It should be national breaking news. I don't think it really needs to be talked about right now. I don't now. think so either. <laughs> um, so, it's definitely his dad. <laughs> then there's the military industrial complex. So, on June 10th, 1963, President Kennedy gave a speech at American University calling for an end to the nuclear arms race. And then on September 20th, 1963, at the United Nations General Assembly, JFK offered to convert the moon race into a cooperative effort with the Soviet Union. Honestly, though, if we all work together, like, we could be on Mars You want to work with the commies, Kelly? <sighs> like, Kelly, you got to be careful about what you say. This is a public <laughs> podcast. Alan Dulles is probably listening right now. Oh, my God. He's going to kill all the... <laughs> All the, All the birds. birds. <laughs> he already did that. Yeah, he did. Um, so, yeah. Sounds like something a commie sympathizer would say. Mm-hmm. So, that's not good. Um, JFK, JFK's change of approach on the moon race was part of um, an effort to end the Cold War. The reason the military industrial intelligence media financial complex removed him from office. I don't understand what the industrial complex is. It's just the... The military? The military-industrial complex is more of just, like, an idea that we want fighting. Not fighting. Like, that Like that war equals money. Money, yeah. Okay. So, mil- it's, like, I guess an idea that you want to support the military because it brings jobs mm. and helps our economy. Okay. And things that, like, ending a war or working together with the communists to go to the moon... Yeah. would be, de- like, hurt the military-industrial complex because we wouldn't be spending as much money on those type of things. Makes sense. Yes. Make war, not peace. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, because JFK was going to pull troops from Vietnam while the military wanted to pour more troops into the country, it, the military killed him. Which I don't think is true because he never actually claimed to want to pull those troops. He just said he wanted to resolve the situation, which, like, who wouldn't? So I don't. Uh, more war, please. Pro war. <laughs> I love war. <laughs> um, so, the biggest conspiracy, and the most likely, is that our good friends at the Central Intelligence Agency offed Kennedy. Oh my gosh. Which... At this point, wouldn't put it past him. Uh, honestly, yes, agree. Um, his brother's first thought, besides the mob doing it, was that it was an inside job as well, after his assassination. Wow. But after a meeting with CIA, direct- CIA director John McCone, Kennedy reportedly changed his mind. Oh, yeah, I'm sure McCone had a lot to say to him. Yeah, he was like, bro, it wasn't us. And he was like, oh, okay. Oh, no, he was like, if you keep saying it's us, I'm going to kill you too. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And he was like, well, I'm the last one left. Might as well stay alive. <laughs> so, the CIA's leaders were notably angry with Kennedy over the Bay of Pigs invasion. Um, and he was also angry with them. Yeah. Not, not, not on good terms. Um, supposedly, Kennedy was fed up with the shenanigans that the CIA was pulling, aka killing all the birds. And he found and also, out... also, like, drugging people. Okay, <laughs> Ultra, man. Who wouldn't be mad about that? Yeah. Um, and he found out that the CIA was trying to kill Fidel Castro. And that's not a conspiracy. That is a fact. Mm-hmm. It came out after the fact that they were... Like, planning to kill Fidel Castro. Well, job done. Yeah. Except it wasn't the CIA. No. I mean, 
Well, maybe. Who knows? Who could be? So the argument is that the CIA felt that Kennedy was going to disband them. And as a result of that, they ordered the killing of Kennedy. Former head of the CIA, Alan Dulles, was a member of the Warren Commission. Oh, no. So literally the guy that Kennedy fired was like, yeah, I'm going to investigate his death. That's Why weird. would LBJ allow that to happen? I don't know. Maybe he was in on it. it, it it's possible he was in on it. Yeah, he was vice president, but he wanted to be president. Mm. In fact, um, I think Nixon once said, like, me and me and Lyndon B. Johnson are similar because we both wanted to be president, but the, the difference is he's willing to kill for it or something. <gasps> like, he thought LBJ did it. I mean, I mean, really trust Nixon, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... As we know, Dulles was fired, or kind of resigned, I think, over um, the Bay of Pigs invasion. And the commission determined, the, the commission that he was on, determined that Oswald acted alone. So, clearly, they just said that, to cover their own asses. Mm-hmm. In 1966, New Orleans District Attorney Jim Garrison began an investigation into the assassination of President Kennedy. Garrison's investigation led him to conclude that a group of right-wing extremists extremists were involved with elements of the Central Intelligence Agency in a conspiracy to kill Kennedy. So basically, LBJ said something to his aide, Marvin, Mm -hmm. and was like, yo, I think the president might have done it. And then Marvin told... The president? You mean the CIA? Yo, yo, I think the CIA might have had something to do with it. And then... I just don't get it. Okay, okay, okay. And then somebody no, else was I get like... It. So Marvin said that to this guy named Deloach. He was like, yo, LBJ told me that he thinks, like, the CIA did it. Yeah. And then Deloach told another guy that he thought Watts, Watson's statement was sheer speculation. Yeah. But Watson wasn't the one saying that it was sheer speculation. No. Okay. <laughs> that made no sense. <laughs> it was basically all inconclusive, like... Yeah. That was all... That was all building up to be like, oh my gosh, LBJ thinks that the CIA did it. And then they were like, sounds like it's speculation. He was just thinking out I loud. bet Marvin was just trying to like feel more popular. I bet he was like, nobody wants to eat lunch with me. Yeah, Let me so make, I'm going to spread gossip about Kennedy's assassination. You know, when you're, not, will. when you're not interesting, you talk about other people to make yourself more interesting. Mm-hmm. And then you come up with conspiracies that last for decades. And then you <laughs> make a podcast and talk about exactly. them and report yourself. Okay. Um, so something interesting. So I mentioned the church committee before, and that was a U.S. Senate select committee in 1975 that investigated abuses by the CIA, the National Security Agency, the FBI, and the IRS. So in the aftermath of the JFK assassination, a senior officer named John Witten was put in charge of collecting investigative data on Oswald and the assassination. Within weeks, he was replaced. Um, and James Angleton's counterintelligence division was put in charge instead of this guy. Don't know why he was replaced. Maybe the CIA said, nope, you're getting too close to the truth. You're yeah, out of here. Maybe. Um, Angleton's group had opened a file on Oswald in 1960. Um... And the CIA supplied the Warren Commission with information about Oswald and his wife, Marina, and their contacts in the Soviet Union. Um, And so the Church Committee in 1970s analyzed the CIA's role in supporting the Warren Commission and found it lacking. So it sounds like the CIA was feeding them the information they wanted them to know for the Warren Commission, investigating it. the CIA was telling the people um, researching in the Warren Commission, hey, this is what you need to know? Yes. Wow. And the church committee found it lacking. Also, it's really sad that there has to be a committee to, like, investigate all the abuses of all of these yeah. national 
you know, government organization. It's also sad that there needs to be a commission to investigate a commission that was supposed to investigate an assassination of a president. Yeah. 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 Sad. CIA Mm -hmm. did it. Okay, so what is your actual opinion about what happened? Like, if someone was like, tell me what you think happened, I what would you say? I think that there... I think it could have just been Oswald. I think there's a lot of people that don't like, you know, every single president. And I think some people are crazy enough to just take it into their own hands and suffer the consequences. Mm-hmm. I think that the evidence sounds like there could be a second shooter and it could... It could just be Oswald's friend that he never gave up, or it could be part of something larger. Mm -hmm. I think that, so part of me thinks the CIA is capable of anything. Yeah. They literally tortured innocent people. Yeah. And tried to mind control them. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also part of me is like, why just JFK? Like, if they're powerful enough to take out a president of the United States, don't you think they would have taken out more than one? Yes, I agree with that, but I also think that First of all, you can't just start taking down presidents because people are going to get it. I feel like they would have taken out, like, two. But also, like, JFK's policies were just so against what the government at the time wanted. So he wanted peace. He wanted unity. He didn't want war. And basically, the government wanted war. They were so scared of Russia, they didn't want to make any, like, allies with them and didn't want... To end the tension, basically, and JFK wanted all these things, and he, you know, so. Yeah. So what do you think happened? I think, I'm not fully convinced there was a second shooter. I think a lot of these accounts of, oh, we heard gunfire, we smelled it, is a lot of, like, the Mandela effect, which we talked about earlier, Could where be. it's like. That p- these witnesses think that they heard it, but they're not sure, but they heard other people saying it, so they were like, oh, definitely happened. Yeah, also eyewitness testimony even today, like, isn't 100% yeah. conclusive evidence. Like, yeah. people imagine things all the and time. And also, this was a very traumatizing event. Like, they were, they saw the President of the United States get shot, yeah. so they probably weren't in the right mind to, like, be giving accounts right away and everything. So I'm not fully convinced there was a second shooter, I want to believe that it was just some crazy person and not, like... easier to believe. The whole... Well, I also don't want to think that, like, a government agency is capable of murdering the leader of our country. Like, it's just a sad thought. Yeah. (laughs) So, I think in all my naivete, I'm just going to say that it was Lee Harvey Oswald and he most likely acted alone. I'm going to say it was the CIA. Okay. Before we did the research for this podcast, what did you think or what did you know about JFK? Oh, almost nothing. Just that he was assassinated in Dallas, Texas. Did you know anything about, like, the grassy knoll, the second shooter? I think I heard the terms and literally didn't, just thought... Didn't know anything? Didn't really know anything or I just assumed, you know, oh, maybe there was a second shooter or some of the evidence points this way, so I don't... Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. So I was interested to learn all about his life. Like, I didn't know he was basically a war hero. I didn't mm-hmm. know that he lived his entire life with, like, agonizing pain. Yeah, he like, was in ba- He was... Yeah, he had back pain 24-7. Yeah, and as a kid, he had so many illnesses. Like, he... I mean, he was given 
a lot of advantages in life, obviously being a white male, rich, you know. Yeah. But he also had a lot of challenges, and oh, his sure. family was struck with a lot of tragedy, and he really... Yeah, he so many of Sivan's basically died. Yeah, and he really, besides the affairs, seemed to be, like, a really good man. He, you know, wanted peace, he wanted civil, civil rights. rights. Yeah. He seemed to be pretty forward-thinking. Mm-hmm. He's progressive. Yeah. So, I'm overall impressed with him, minus the affairs. I'm impressed by that. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm impressed that he was able to get so many women to sleep with him. Yeah! What the heck? I oh guess power. Gosh. I mean, he's, he's good looking, but power helps. Yeah. And wealth. Yeah. Okay. So, this is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> I remember learning this in probably elementary school, but there are a lot of similarities between President Abraham Lincoln's assassination and President Kennedy's assassination. Ooh, do tell. So I'm just going to go over a few things that I find that are similar, and I find this so interesting. I don't know why. Just, I think everybody else will too, so. Okay. So Lincoln was elected to Congress in 1846 and the presidency in 1860. Kennedy was elected to Congress in 1946 and the presidency in 1960. I know. Both were particularly concerned with civil rights. Obviously, Kennedy, not Kennedy, Lincoln ended slavery. Sure Um, did. What? I said sure did. (laughs) Yes, he did. Okay, so both of their wives lost a child while living in the White House. Mm -hmm. So Willie Lincoln, who was Abraham's son, died at age 11 in 1862, presumably by typhoid fever. And Patrick Kennedy died in 1963, two days after he was born prematurely. Oh, I did not realize that. that was a rough year because Kennedy also died in 1963. Oh, wow. Yeah. So both presidents were shot on a Friday, which, I mean, that's one in seven chance, so probably not that similar. No. <laughs> but um, both presidents were also shot in the head. Mm. Both were succeeded by Southerners named Johnson. So Lyndon B. Johnson was Kennedy's vice president and Andrew Johnson was... Lincoln's vice president Mm -hmm. and both of these vice presidents were born 100 years apart so (laughs) that is really cool yeah so Andrew Johnson was born in 1808 and LBJ was born in 1908 dang so this one's dumb but I think whatever so John Wilkes Booth who assassinated Kennedy no he assassinated (laughs) Lincoln he traveled in time came back and (laughs) and Lee Harvey Oswald who presumably assassinated um Kennedy, they both have 15 letters in their names. How many letters does Central Intelligence Agency have in its name? (laughs) I would say more than 15. Okay, Okay. so Lincoln was shot in the Ford's Theater, and Kennedy was shot in a a Lincoln car, which Lincoln is made by Ford. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and then both of the alleged assassinators, Booth and Oswald, died before their trials, so they couldn't actually be tried Mm. and, like... You know, more information. Yeah. Okay, this one's my favorite, but it's not... <laughs> Just say it. It's... Just say it straight. Okay. okay, this one's my favorite. Okay, a week before Lincoln was shot, he was in Monroe, Maryland. A week before Kennedy was shot, he was in Maryland, Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> that one isn't actually true because Marilyn Monroe died in 1963, or 1962, and Kennedy died in 63. But I just thought it was That's really, really funny, funny. I wanted to say it. <laughs> Dang, that was super interesting. Yeah, so I just love the, I love coincidences and parallels. Love a good quinky dink. Yeah, so I think that was really, you know, fourth grade me was just like. Was like, yeah, he was in Marilyn Monroe. (laughs) Mind blown. Mind blown. My mind is blown. Well, 
I think we can all conclude that the CIA offed Kennedy because he was a commie sympathizer. That was not my conclusion. I think we can all conclude that that's what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Probably not, but... You said that's what you think that would happen. I do think that's what happened. Maybe. I don't know. I, I like, what do I know? I'm just a dumb girl. I know nothing. <laughs> Kelly's opening Instagram, so she's checking out. I think this... <laughs> no. I think this podcast is over. I just don't know what to do. Just sit and look at you and talk. All of our notes are done. You literally can't talk to me without notes? No. What have we been doing this whole weekend? Mm. Kelly, you were reading off your notes when we were talking this whole weekend. <laughs> yeah, I wrote, like, whole essays, so I would be entertained this whole she weekend was, like, for us to hang out. Topics of conversation. <laughs> JFK's that's all we can talk about okay well that's our podcast please yes. like us on instagram at in cahoots with kelly and savannah um we have a facebook page now so you can do the same but it's also the same content so i would just pick one and make that your platform or no we want more engagement so pick both and like both yeah see double yeah. um email us your constructive criticism in cahoots with kelly and savannah at gmail.com if you have not if you have um, non-constructive criticism, um, write a letter and then burn it. <laughs> and then... That'll if, make you feel better. And then it's like therapeutic. And then if you have something nice to say, please leave us a public comment and review and rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. Please subscribe to our podcast <laughs> on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. Um, also, if you have just something you want to say, like, just, like, write us an email and we'll read it on the podcast. Like, if you have a fun oh. fact or... Oh, what? yeah. Okay. I thought, if it's if it's mean, like, we're not going to no. read it. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. But, like, if you have a story or you just want to, like, ask us questions about something that we don't know about. Or if you want to be on this podcast, let us know because we... Literally anyone can be on this podcast. Literally, we don't we, care. <laughs> anything you want to do, we will do. Like, any subject. Podcast it doesn't have to be anything. It could be anything. Related. It, it, no, it could be anything. Not even a conspiracy theory. Baking. We'll just talk about baking. I don't know how to bake. Right, we're not going to talk about baking. Like, like foundation baking? Because I don't know how to do that either. What? Like, That's you know, the powder with the bake. You bake. I don't know what that is. Sorry, I just like the natural look. I don't even wear makeup. I'm just too pretty. <laughs> just naturally pretty. I don't need it. <laughs> just okay, bye. I'm so ugly. <laughs> no, wait, we have to say our Okay. Thing. Okay, so this is a podcast, and remember to... Trust no one. one. Especially the CIA. Bye. Bye.